What's cracking, guys? Mama, we made a podcast here again. We have my personal friend and colleague, Eddie Vicari, uh, from university. Eddie's moved all the way from San Jose to North Hollywood, took it from the Bay to L.A. He has a lot of real-life world experience, and he is right in the midst of a lot of change that's happening in L.A. Um, We talk about the gentrification, all of the things going on around us. Um, There's a lot of change right now. We focus on the good and we focus on the bad, and um, we take an overall perspective of the whole thing, prevent, <clears throat> provide a lot of new ideas and concepts that uh, I think is very important for our generation to start focusing on and putting into action. So I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How is everybody? <laughs> I think we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> got a couple of trulies in us. We're feeling all right. I'm feeling truly all right. Yeah. <laughs> got a special guest here, old-time friend, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie the man. V. Whoa. Eddie Whoa. V and the boys. He's here. We love Eddie. <laughs> Me and Eddie go way back. Back to uh, Santa Cruz days. Went to college. Did some things there. We'll tell you about some of it, Terrible. but not most of it. Terrible <laughs> things. <laughs> you had to sign a contract, right? <laughs> you couldn't disclose that information. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, we've moved on since then. It's been a couple of years now. Eddie got his own place down here in North Hollywood. Pretty kick-ass, right? I like it. So far, it's doing good. It's doing Dude, it. and not just got you a place in Hollywood. You're a fucking... A property manager. Property manager for that building. Yeah. That's a, a pretty sick thing. It's definitely a change from what I was used to doing. Yeah, so tell tell the people, like, what, what oh. did you come from? Um, after I graduated with a degree in psychology, I bounced around available psych jobs for a few years and got tired of it. And I happened to fall into the family business, which is property management. And here I am doing it. It's actually more fun than I thought. I was an RA in college and this is basically RAing with like people problems instead of college problems. (laughs) How is it dealing with, yeah, because I remember experiencing how RAs would handle like kids or like you know like mm. teens and stuff how is it dealing with adults like and in adult problems well just like in college when every RA was different and they'd have a different approach to doing stuff I think every property manager has a different approach when I was an RA I didn't really give a shit unless you were being doing some heinous things on the side right. you know um, it's a bit different because now, like, money's involved. That's the main difference, I would say. But I'm more or less, I'm the same person. I'm pretty laid back about stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I don't... It's not, for me, it's not about confrontation. Like, I'm doing my job, you're living your life. I don't want to impede on anybody. Right. What's the... Has there been anything where you have to jump in? Like, you're like, ah, I don't want to do this, but I have to. So far, it hasn't happened, but there are those things, like... The unfortunate reality, if somebody doesn't pay a rent, um, you know, it's like I have to give them a notice, like, hey, this is late. Um, We do, like, a paper delivery type thing, but it's it's usually becomes... You have a paper boy? I'm the paper boy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, paper boy! (laughs) Get your ass down for supper. (laughs) So, I haven't had to deliver any, like, three-day notices or eviction notices yet, but that is... A very real part of the job. Not going like, yeah. Hopefully like we don't main, have to deal with that. It's like the main part, honestly. That and collecting the rent. That's mostly what I do. Yeah. I mean, which is pretty cool. You get rent for free. So, so any, like, utility problems, things people have wrong with their living space, they go to you? 
they have a few options. Luckily, the handyman of our building is a family friend, and he's been there for longer than I have. So they all know him, and for most things, they call him if it's something broke or they need a dish or cable to come out. I don't, I don't know, know. Some kind of, you know, that kind of thing. But Wait, so you said you came from, you, you were an RA in college. Mm-hmm. So was there crazier parts with being an RA? Because you were probably an RA for some crazy peeps. Santa Cruz definitely has their... I did have (laughs) two female residents who seemed very nice at the beginning of the year. And then, long story short, it's a good story, but long story short, one of them painted a picture where they were, like, killing the other one. Oh, my God. And then um, there was an incident where one of them used some, like, large scissors to cut up another one's or the other one's a laptop case and like was making full eye contact just going tearing their case apart there was issues you know but those are like personality problems those can happen <laughs> to anybody yeah one so, person was very arts and crafts oriented no and the <laughs> other one was no. <laughs> they were both crazy but it was different types and it didn't mesh what kind of crazies well i mean the i mean i kind of want to hear those one of them was was this really nice kind of like, I don't want to, to say petite isn't the right word, but she was, like, she didn't take up much space. Like, she was, didn't have a big personality. She didn't, she wasn't, in a stature sense, large. So, I feel like, I even saw in my residence, a lot of people would kind of, like, look over her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then, but she had strong opinions. Like, if you got her in a conversation, she had really strong opinions. And then, the other girl was this, like, seemingly down-to-earth, this is the one that painted the picture, of her stabbing this other girl. So she was seemingly down to earth <laughs> and had, but had a big personality and like was, would talk loud and would gesture largely with her hands. And like, so just different kind, different people, you know, different personalities. And they both happen to be batshit insane. And how'd they, just, how'd they like tie in together? They were roommates. Oh my Yeah, they were God. in the same room. That's a crucial Wait, piece. don't you have to fill out a survey to be a... Yeah, Joe DePage, fuck that one up. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, They're all like, <laughs> what would you do in this circumstance? They pick the crazy option. They're <laughs> like, all right, well, better be with each other than with a normal person, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah, one way to go. <laughs> I remember... College. I remember, like, one day towards the end of the year where I show up to my dorm, kind of stoned, you know, and I'm going to my <laughs> dorm, and there's suddenly, and I turn down my hallway, and there's my boss. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So he's moving rapidly moving things out of this dorm and i'm like what the hey what's going on and he goes oh um we're moving your resident and i was like oh i figured i would hear about that he's like yeah i'll talk to you about it later so it turns out that there had been a physical altercation and uh i didn't i wasn't there i wasn't privy to it but from other residents i heard that there was a lot of finger pointing and name calling and hair pulling so damn and this was one of them this was both of them against against each other. Oh, so, so they ended up fighting at the at the yeah. end. Finally, all that passive aggressive hate through creativity. <laughs> you ever seen like old chapels where it's like there's like a the, the holy figures and the demon figures and it's very like old school mm-hmm. Catholicism style yeah, yeah. art. Like that's what this chick painted of her. She was like the saint had a knife, and then the other chick was like below her this kind of devil looking figure. Interesting. And she was like 
came at her with the knife. I wonder if I wonder if that's what she like thought of herself as. Like she thought of herself as this angel that saw a demon, just like fuck this bitch. I'm in the she, right. I think she's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> let's just go with that. Yeah, I mean, but people make it okay in their heads. Like that's part of the being crazy. It's like it's not like they're just like I'm crazy and I know it. It's like they make it okay. <clears throat> Yeah, or some part of their rationalizes brain rationalizes to an extent. This is the right thing to do yeah. because of this circumstance. At least, I mean, whether they acknowledge it or not, like there's something in their brain that's like, this is probably, I'm in the right here. Yeah, yeah. it's like the person that's like, this guy still likes me, right? And it's like, he's dating your friend. So like, <laughs> there's like no way. <laughs> but yeah, just not being privy to something. It's yeah. so interesting to hear RA stories. I feel like that's just a crazy, depending on the school, of course, mm-hmm. but there's there could definitely be some crazy uh, situations. All the tricks that we learned, you know, putting the towel under the door so it doesn't smell like weed in the hallway and, like, hiding people on the balcony and stuff, I, like, got to see all of that as an RA yeah. and just being like, you guys did pretty good. I see some feet <laughs> over there behind the curtain and it smells like mad weed in here. All I want you to do is turn the volume down. Like, that's what I would ask most of the time. Oh, yeah. So. I would want to have you as my RA. <laughs> Can you still be my RA? Yeah, come over. <laughs> I got you, bro. I have a hall pass and everything. You got a hall pass? Yeah. Do you have a bathroom key? I actually still have some keys from the, the job, actually. <laughs> if you want to go back on vacation. Say, but... <laughs> I, need to ret- I need to return those. They're in the mail. I sent them already. Here's already some. We got them on tape. <laughs> Shit. You've come a long way. Thank you. I miss the RA days. Eddie used to be my RA in a way. And that was fun. When you'd be partying with the RA, the one that's, you know, supposed to keep the order. Was he actually... Sure there's rules. Was he actually your RA? Yeah, or the RAs just... would take um, rotations every week on a shift that they would go out and monitor the entire section. Porter College is like the small community we lived with inside the college. Is that how you guys met? No. By him? Oh, okay. Met before that. Oh, okay. So I already got to know this guy long before, and we have done a lot of things. And now he's in RA too, and he's doing it in my section, and we're just partying, you know, as per usual. And Eddie comes by, and what does he do? Turn it down. No, nah, let me get a game. <laughs> <laughs> I you, know, yeah. You could environment pick, is everything. You could pick your partner. So if you knew who was down to like, oh yeah, we're gonna do rounds, but you know, it's cool. I would bring. I remember Caitlin. This is a, a, another RA friend of mine, and I would just show up. I'd pound on their door. You hear it get quiet, you know, like too quiet. And they open the door, and they're like, "Fuck it, Eddie." You gotta yeah. <laughs> hey, bitches! <laughs> Holding a forty. <laughs> At least once, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I remember partying with you guys just for a couple. Like, I, I think I only come up like maybe a handful of times, but. Every time I would go up, I think you guys would be into some new shenanigans. I remember I, I came up with you, and the first time I saw you, Zane, you were only wearing tuxedo pants. And I'm like, what is oh, this guy yeah. wearing? He's it was wearing the end of my laundry cycle. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like a like a Sesame Street T-shirt and tuxedo pants. I'm like, wow, and, and rocking it. Yeah, dude, like a fucking boss. <laughs> I'm like, is this a Santa Cruz style? I don't know. This is different. <laughs> that was the start of the trip. It just got better. <laughs> yeah. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Jesse and I were talking earlier about how it's crazy that now we can say things like, oh, yeah, I was at my friend's wedding. 
and I mentioned how we went to one of our friends from college's wedding, and it is kind of weird now that. I mean, I still I fully feel like I'm in my mid twenties. Oh my god, I, I feel like a kid. I mean, in my in my brain, I mean, I, of course, I'm more. I have more interest in learning, and I have more of this. I don't know if that's a kid thing or an adult thing, but just how I view myself, I just don't think of myself as like being a an adult that's doing adult things, you know. Definitely not. I feel like it's coming up, and some things are starting to change and progress towards that. And I feel like back in the day, um, like our parents would have our parents' generation would have kids really young. And they would almost be forced into adulthood at earlier ages. And then while we were growing up, we thought that was normal. But now we're growing up in a different society where there's a lot of different standards and a lot of, I mean, the cost of living is just higher in general. And getting a career these days requires, it's really competitive, so you have to do a lot of schooling. The whole process just takes a lot longer. So it kind of makes sense that our progression is a little, a little longer before... I mean, that's yeah, what we have kids and we're like doing adult things. Although I do have friends that are like that, you know. Right. I mean, it's also environmental as well. Like, you know, cost of living when you're on coasts are definitely going to be way higher. So maybe like kids on coasts, mm. coastlines are like staying with their parents until a later age. I'm, I'm interested in seeing if that's like a stat, you know, like that that's true. But I feel like, you know, if you go to Texas or if you go to Midwest or something like that, it's definitely going to be cheaper for rent. Maybe the wage is lower, but I don't know. The cost of living is lower in a lot of other places. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I lived in Colorado, and, like, most of my friends didn't live at home. You know, like, they were they were doing their own thing. And uh, I definitely, I was like, ooh, I could get used to this. And then, I, you know, I come back, and I have an apartment, and I'm paying, like, twice as what I paid with, you know, with four other people in a house. You know, it's like, this is yeah. crazy. Like, what is going on here? It's not worth it. There's cockroaches everywhere. Two words. <laughs> Yo, beach. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of true, though. Yeah. They talk... Location, location, location. Yeah. Have you guys heard the term coastal elite? No, I haven't. No. It's kind Are of... Are we the coastal elite? I don't want to apply <laughs> Are it... Are we getting there? <laughs> I don't want to apply it to anybody, but it's like a, a Midwestern turn the people who live on the coast because they can afford it kind of oh okay that kind of makes sense i guess yeah but i mean i see that's and when they say that they can afford it that means that maybe their wage isn't as high just because of uh you know minimum wage everywhere is a little bit different but i always think like if you were an accountant in california and you're an accountant in like you know let's say colorado i feel like you'd be making the same amount you know like what's different uh, depending on the, the the status of the actual company itself, the but. status of the company is what's important. The big companies are here. I mean, some of them are out in the middle. Some of them are out there. Know. You're right, but you can still make money. It's just like, is the dollar less? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of weird. It's like our industry is booming here for that. A lot of industries are in, in yeah. Texas and all these. Texas is a little different. They have the pretty industrial. Um, boom going on over there but and they also have different a lot spots. of these midwest states it's not like that you know you're not going to find a high quality job although the cost of living is a lot smaller you know yeah I don't know I, I feel like there's always something somewhere you know there's always going to be something somewhere you know if it's a fast food restaurant it's like that's not what the main jobs are out in other places like they definitely have like there's doctors in every single city and state that you ever go to you know they're going to be making money so you know, their houses are going to be, like, they're living large and, like, 
you know, in, in these other low, you know, um, cost of living places. I think a part of it is commerce because when you look at where most of the money is, it's in larger cities. So the capital of, I don't know, some state in the Midwest, even though it's the capital and it's the biggest city and there's the most money there, they're still going to bring in a, per, a smaller percentage compared to all the commerce in San Francisco, Los Angeles. Right, right, right. The more money there is in an area, the more opportunity there is for you to have a higher wage. That makes total sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's other places that are going to be cheaper and have that commerce, you know, that high, that high, like, amount of money that they make. Like, I've been wanting to go to Austin, Texas so badly, you know, and go explore. Because, I mean, it's definitely getting more expensive out there, but that's probably, like, average price out here, you know, right. in comparison. And you go out there and there's, there's so much opportunity. Just any city is going to have opportunity. You know, they're going to be making more than just a, a tiny little suburb town, you know. But going and traveling like that, I feel like you get to experience more and you get to like, you know, like you don't have to live it with your parents when you, when you go, yeah. you know. So I think that's, that's definitely where my mind's been for quite a while, just exploring, traveling, not letting the location yeah. hold me back, you know. Speaking of which, your fucking, um, your community is definitely, I don't know, gentrifying. It's getting bigger. It's getting, um, there's a lot of more wealthy you know there's a Whole Foods opening two blocks from my house yeah and the building right across the apartment co- up complex right across the street from you super nice high quality people coming in and out, out of there mm-hmm. nice cars they're they're really doing it up yeah and this community that Eddie lives in it's um it's a lot of older complexes you know that are some of them are run down literally the one right next door is empty right now and um are they building uh they're going to soon uh but right now they're not like it's it's been run down for a little while yeah i think you were saying it's gonna be shut down for like a year yeah it was just sold and the new because of all the new construction in the area like zane is saying they actually can't start building because there would it would cut off like road access there's so much construction going on in my neighborhood that's Um, insane to think about so it's gonna be vacant they had they kicked people out they in some cases you have to pay people to leave in majority cases like when it's like that and then it's gonna sit vacant for a year so that's happening next door but not only is that happening next door that is something that's like growing and happening throughout well first of all north hollywood where you live but kind of a lot of parts in la in general and it worries me or it just i'm concerned about What's going to happen to these people that were living in those low-income places that are now, you know, nice places to live? You can't afford to live there anymore. Right. And if everybody is turning into that, where do these people go, you know? What's going to happen to them? Like, what's... It's the same The pattern. whole dynamic of our society is kind of changing. I'm trying to figure out what direction it's all heading. This has been California for a while, like, especially L.A. Like, we're sardine... We're packed like sardines here. Like, so many people started moving here, you know, and... and you know, and they start their lives here, and and then there's already the people that had their families here, you know, and it's just getting to the point where we're bottlenecking, you know, and we're hitting that point where we don't have enough space for all these people. With how the 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 way that Los Angeles is structured, we we're a city that goes out, not up, 
that's just how they built, you know? And yeah, they have a lot of space, but since we have so many people, you need to have that vertical, you know, ability to build on top of these buildings. So I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of construction in the next 10 years that's gonna make this city a little bit more, you know, kind of like- talking about like really like- Skyscrapers sky type big ass buildings. I, I probably wouldn't say skyscrapers right off the bat. Like I but think just they're gonna, larger buildings? Larger buildings, yeah, like maybe like a, Wow. Seven story, you know, ten story buildings. I think that's going to be that's the norm. Way, that's one way that it could go down. That's but people what's are moving happening. out. Even even then, though, what's going to happen to all these people in either the lower middle class poverty, like you know, you go outside in cities. LA, you're trying to get by, you know. If you go outside of cities for whatever profession you're doing. Yeah, if you go outside of cities, then that's where everything gets cheaper. That's just how it is. Like, commuters, that's the whole reason the suburbs is so popular. Like, people just don't want to pay the money that you have to pay in a city. So, they'll, they'll do the commute, you know, to be able to work in L.A., but live out outside of L.A. Okay. But so, then it, the next step with all of this whole gentrification of, like, the inner city um, and the rising of prices, cost of living there is forcing people out then what that in turn is going to create is more traffic and all of this <laughs> congestion <Oof>. <laughs> and we have one fucking solution that's on the table like so far which is this underground um the bore the boring uh yeah, project or whatever it's called system that's going on and eddie showed me that yesterday and it's a it's a joke <laughs> why what do you say show me this video and it moves like five miles an hour in this like little tesla little mobile it's just kind of is it, it is it a prototype though or is that the end project i don't know enough about elon musk to truly tell you the answer but what he it seems to be what he promised like um what the uh tunnels can do versus what he has come up with has been less so okay. they don't um, perform as expected yeah the, the thing that i will always say about these things i think it having a big dream is great and the first time around is never going to be what you dreamt it to be. There's going to be like prototypes that you just put into place that funds the you know, the new the new type. Because this is this idea is, it's off the wall in a way. I mean, we already have subways and underground right, but it's, it is but different. Yeah. His idea that he originally um, proposed sounded amazing, and um, yeah, that's hard to get it done the right time the first time around. So think about the first iphone that was ever made like <laughs> that thing was a joke you know you had to download an app that allowed you to take a pixelated video you know like you, you couldn't do anything that you can do nowadays for like a hundred bucks you know it's a yeah. joke now but at the time it was revolutionary exactly maybe we'll also see that with a tunnel where we'll be like that was a joke but now in 20 years here's this eight lane underground highway that goes from santa monica to Van Eyes. Exactly. Or some yeah. shit like at that. At 200 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. Honestly, I think the big thing, at least in my eyes, is how he constructs the tunnel. Um, because the tunnel is earth, or at least from what I've heard and what read, it's earthquake proof. So it's yeah. almost like a snake. It has like, it's built like with coils. So they, uh, it, it moves like a snake if the earth is moving. So it's not going to, you know, destabilize the infrastructure of it and it's not gonna you know lead to potential risks and i think that's pretty groundbreaking right there the speed is always going to be something that we can adjust you know i don't know if they're using magnetic stuff or whatever i don't i don't know how they're doing that um but i definitely know that that's something you can probably figure out in future years and it 
it's these are one of those things like you have to pay money and do trial and error to find you know just a sliver of a better way of living or a better way of doing something but it takes like a big idea and then a lot of the time you're not gonna over deliver you know it's like mm -hmm. you're n you're never gonna meet the expectations you know of what you said you know it's that's part of a sales pitch you know it's like you promise these things you know it's just like how we hear politics it's like oh it sounds great and it, you're doing a little bit but it's nowhere near like what you promised you know but it's at least a step in the right direction and that's just the way that civilization works we're too big to actually have something to done decide on something <laughs> and yeah make it happen it's a lot of work and there's like too many people involved and too many different sides for thing an idea to just come to fruition and just happen like like that you know right like especially getting like laws and bills passed and there's so much paperwork and legality that goes along with it think about it's just a really long process to actually get something done yeah yeah but it all starts with the idea right it's, and that's one of the hardest parts, you know, sometimes. It's, I, I think we as a civilization are definitely losing our creative edge um, because we have so much external stimuli. I always talk about this, but I really think that it's something that not a lot of people talk about. If you don't have your own ideas, you don't know who you are or what you're capable of. If we live, you know, vicariously through, you know, TV or, you know, social media we're always getting hit with the same external stimulators, you know, or stimuli. And that's gonna, you're just gonna be a mirror of what you're seeing rather than you actually. Especially at a young age. Especially at I a young age. I saw a little kid today, like they were at the admissions and registration um, little office at um, this school I'm trying to go back to. And the parents were like trying to figure out the whole like academic plan and all this. And the kid was just sitting there with a YouTube video, but it was one of those ones where you can, like, move it and, like, see, like, an entire room. What is that called? 360. Yeah, like a 360 view of everything, and he was just so fucking immersed in this, mm -hmm. which, can't blame him, that's pretty fucking cool. But, <laughs> yeah. like, he can't, he, like, he's not thinking on his own, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's when you're bored and you have nothing else going on, that's when, like, a lot of inspirational thoughts and, like, these little clicks in your mind happen. They don't happen while you're watching... You know, totally on the screen it's really. and and there's definitely a pro there's always going to be pros and cons but the really cool thing that i think that this techno technological boom is causing is we're going to make learning fun you know and we're going to get people actually interested in learning again because if you look at how we we teach in a classroom where you have to sit down shut that shut up you know and just listen you know that's not very efficient for me, I'm sure it wasn't great for you guys. No. You know, it's a, it's a small percentage that actually can do that. And it's like we, we prescribe, you know, medication for people that can't sit, you know, sit still, you know, for, for five hours out of the day or six hours out of the day. Where it's pretty, that's, that's not a very likely way of us doing it naturally, you know. But with doing games, we love games, especially as kids. Yes. And my nephew, I found out, is playing this math game where it's like you have to solve these math puzzles to be able to advance or do that anything. That excited, man. That is yeah. such a good idea. I think that's so cool. And I think it's something that, I, it's just, it, it makes so much sense. You know, imagine if, like, there was a typing thing or a grammar test or anything like that. And it's just going to get better with the technology, you know. And it's exciting. I want to learn that way. I'm down to go back to college if it's that way. 
That's why you should vote for me. For class president, 2020. <laughs> California just made um, community college free. No. What? That's pretty sweet. You guys hear about this? No. Yeah, it's um, it's like a new thing. The first two years, I think? Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Somebody um, fact check this. I'm pretty sure I read about that. Okay. It, was, so, it was voted on. So it's it's a policy that they were working on. Did you did you hear about it like through? I read an article. Oh okay, uh, that is pretty insane. If that if that is passed or if that's true, that's a pretty big deal. Do you know what they're doing with the tax? Like, are they gonna? I'm sure it'll be tax? some kind of tax, but I don't I don't even think that's a bad thing necessarily. I mean, let me no, look no, it up I before mean, I say anything else. That's the new high school. You know, diploma. It That's kind like of the is. new school. Like, you can't really do anything. It kind of is. Well, yeah. Do you guys think that education should be free? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm down with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Would you guys help foot the bill for education to be free? Actually, I don't know. I think there's another way to go about this. Making... Um, still paying for school, but not having it be so fucking expensive. Like, mm-hmm. going to school like is like saving up for a car. For like one year, yeah, <laughs> not like, even. Yeah, like having stipends that yeah, it cuts the price way so down. Like buying a car, like you really want that, so you work for it and you make it happen. Yeah. You don't have to work too hard, but going to school, that's also important. But you got to put some money into that too. I, I, I the I way like that, that I look at the me. the way that I look at public school, you know, and how that's free. There's so many problems with the education system of how they teach on a mass scale. So when you make something free like that. It's definitely going to have problems with it, but I think it's, you know, everyone should be given that right, especially like we were just saying, mm-hmm. like it's the new high school education practically, but I think just the quality of education is, you know, it's pretty poor. You look at a college graduate and you talk to someone, you know, that, you know, and, and we all learn different ways, you know, you can get the same major, but that doesn't mean anything of what your education or what your your, your actual IQ is, mm-hmm. you know, so if, if there's a way that we can just you know, make the education system better and have free school, that would be great. But if we can have free school, it'd be, you okay. know, this is happening more feasible. 2020 with the next election. It's going to be a, a, yeah, a policy. They already thing. have the budget right now that they're saving from 2019 to 2020. Does it say anything about the tax? Um, I haven't gone to that yet. What is, what is this, this bill or, what is this bill or tax called? I have a broad stroke um, from Forbes. It says, California will now provide free tuition for the first two years of community college for first-time students who attend full-time. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation to allow the California College Promise Program to help cover 33,000 more students for a second year of tuition-free college. That's pretty sick. I'm I'm sure that there are, you know, hoops you have to jump through or, or things that would disqualify you but I, it's I think it's good overall yeah it's a step in the right direction I mean education is one of those things that we all need to be educated if we, if we want a better life it's not even about like wage it's not even about how much you, you're gonna make it's like do you want to live a better life do you want to like exactly and now the barrier to entry is just so high maybe not at first because it's like oh I got these like lands, uh, these grants and loans and things will figure themselves out with financial aid but the truth of the matter is you kind of fucking yourself in the end with all this student debt mm-hmm. unless you're an RA <laughs> being an RA and having most of your tuition paid for that's huge oh it's amazing that's and that's a really smart way to do it and you you doing that is that's 
showing a lot of brains right there. <laughs> I wish I did something like that, but this you know, true. it's it's one of those things. It's definitely not everybody can be an RA. Think about like being a so it in a community be college feasible. first. Yeah, it should definitely be way more feasible. And right now, it's just it's like you're seeing capitalism in our education system, and I don't know if those two things coincide. Um, can I just can I one thing? I mean, nobody thought I was going to be an RA. Nobody, everybody gave me shit. They were like, this guy's trying to be <laughs> an RA. First time you told me, I was like, you're not serious. You're not. <laughs> Nobody, everybody gave me shit. What was the I reason that ass. you, what was the reason you, you chose to do that? You're a great RA. Thank you. Retroactive, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> People don't forget. Except for that one time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was, I was, I was a psych major who didn't really have to try too hard to get good grades so people thought I was a slacker and I did party a lot and I had a lot of fun and smoked a ton of pot but you know I did my job still no no, no. like what made you want to be an RA like what oh. was the thing that drew drove you to that those same things no uh <laughs> partially uh partially it was the reduction in tuition costs because I had a paid for room a single and i had a seven day meal plan which is huge just covered so that was awesome but yeah. also um i don't know my ra was really cool remember theron yeah shout out theron palmer awesome uh he he was a cool guy he was like figuring it out i can see now but still nice to okay. us he was a super young guy we introduced him to his first sip of alcohol that's true his 21st birthday. that is true yeah that's nice nice to share those moments yeah and he was all right i mean you're all right technically but i live on the same floor so he's my already too <laughs> but uh it was just like he made it really good for us and i was like i could do that and i could save a ton of money so yeah totally yeah i i moved off campus to to kind of do that but I think that would definitely be a cheaper option, <laughs> especially without a state tuition. Like I, I went to school in Colorado and it was like double what we pay here for whatever your price is, you yeah. know, but you guys went to UC, so it was a little bit different, yeah. but no, it was just, more than double. Yours. Oh wait, sorry. For t right, do you want to talk about the numbers or? Me? So I think for tuition, I think I had to do about, I think it was like 25,000 a Thank year. You. Um, okay. actually, no, a semester. I'm sorry. So it was about because usually here is about ten thousand a semester. Is that right? In state versus out of state, is that what yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, in state. Man, it's so fucked up. Yeah, mine yeah. twelve thousand a year. Yeah, so mine was double that for the semester. Wait, uh, yeah. for the year you said? For the year. Oh wow, quarter. was that with? I had a, I paid a quarter of what you paid. Was that for? For, uh, just for yeah, but it's just for the UC, not for Moore Park. Moore Park was, I know that's they like a thousand. <laughs> they paid me to go there. Seriously, yeah, that's right. You employed. Huh? You didn't have to pay for anything. I got the bog fee waiver, which covered my tuition, and then they gave me a debit card with like twelve hundred bucks on it. I think this is what? really. Yes. I think this is a really cool thing that not no a lot worries. of people take take advantage of. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you qualify, there's so many different opportunities that allow you to go to school, and that's one of the things that like it's like, all right, I get it college is very expensive but there's ways like especially for low-income housing like they are giving you so much stipend like my ex-girlfriend she she was in a low-income house and she got pretty much a full ride to humble you know and and it, it allowed her a lot of opportunity for that you know because it, it paid for such a, a, a good amount of her, her school you know but for an everyday joe you know like that's 
that's where you hit, you know, a little bit, a little bit more walls, you know. I mean, of course, your parents could probably help you out more so, but I don't know. I don't know. That's a, it's a whole convoluted system, and I don't think it's going to change overnight, but. Yeah, that is definitely one of the problems that we definitely got to address. Another one, though, is, like, what is going to happen with all this gentrification that is happening? I literally saw it before my eyes at Eddie's house. I saw this place <laughs> go up. And then I come over the next couple months, and the place right next to it's also going up in construction. And it's also a big-ass, you know, apartment complex. The ones Eddie lives in, like, some of them are, like, duplexes, triplexes. Eddie's, how many rooms within yours? Like, 12? 18. 18, okay. I, yeah, I, I, so, like, that's definitely, thing. but if you look at both sides, like, do you, don't you want to live in a place where there's, like, nice things? Like, you definitely want to have nice things near you. You know, like, Brooklyn did the same thing. Near you? Yeah, like, you want to have, like, access to, you know, like, a nice store or a nice place, you know, that you can go. Yeah, it's just, like, something that, you know, and it makes you like your area better rather than, like, wow, I live in a shithole, you know, like, or, oh, I don't like the area around me, Mm. you know, and and that affecting your way of life. Of course, it's going to make shit more expensive, but... You're you're also like you're in a city, you know. It's like a city is gonna be expensive wherever you are, you know. I don't think the baseline is. I think if you were to pay like, <clears throat> like if you were paying a lower, staying in a lower income place in L.A., you could probably get a decent spot outside of L.A., you know. But once they start building, it's just gonna get out of this world, and then you're just gonna have these, you know, rich assholes that are just going to make their own the the problem that i have with these things is the identity that is lost because if you have nice things there's not like a lot of i don't know in my own idea that's what i was kind of telling dasha earlier it's like we're all going to start turning into one type of person more or less keeping up the, with the spices, joneses the spices of um, all these different cultures they'll still all be there but the people who are like you know kind of crazy or out there you know the homeless people Mm -hmm. you know there's just so many different mixtures that you get and come across in LA and they all like contribute to what it really is yeah the identity of the the city that's super true might all just kind of disappear and it's just these people that go to get dressed up to go to this place or they do their shopping there and everybody's kind of like doing their own thing and it's not as much community there it's kind of just acting like almost like we're like drones yeah what what's happening here is pretty much what already happened in new york um new york and like from like the 80s on it had some really rugged parts but yeah. that rugged environment it really formed a lot of jewels and and there was so much creative energy and so many unique personalities and that's one of the things that made the city so wonderful and so beautiful, you know? And now it's lost that. It has it. it it's lost that in, in a big way. But there's there's yeah. still parts, that, and, and I'm not going to say it's just like it's it's completely gone. It's just different now, and there's different areas that might be a little bit more PG, you know, rather than like you walk down a street and you're going to get flashed or something. Because there's, I mean, you want you want to be in a safe spot. But you also want to have that creative energy. <laughs> you know, you want to you want to yeah. be able to because that's I think having that creative flow is what makes gears turn, man. Having ideas, like you were saying earlier, Zane. Having a it, it starts with a big idea. What is that big idea? It's it's you have yeah. to think of something. Where are these big ideas going to come from? If people are just like, 
I gotta pay these bills for this nice place to live in this area that I think I'm worthy of. So they're working all the time and they're just trying to fit into society. Like the creativity is kind of lost in a lot of people. I hear that argument about um, politics a lot where it's like if I'm working hard to provide for my family, do I really have time to familiarize myself with the issues and the candidates and give a fuck and actually vote and all that? It's like most people don't have time to do that shit because they gotta work so they can eat. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and that's and that goes back to an even bigger question of just what is your purpose of life or what is your what tech, quote unquote like quality of life. If you're not able to you know, enjoy time with your family and you're just thinking about putting food on your table, you're going back to like a primitive way of living where we were we were doing things for survival rather than for, you know, quality, you know? Yeah. And just doing it to get by. Yeah. And it's like all right. Which is the, I get it's, it. it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like what do you need first? I need like shelter and food and warmth, the physical things, and then after that comes like emotional things I need my emotional needs to be met exactly and it just climbs all the way up into this pinnacle it's like I want to be the best person I could potentially be like that's the top of the, the triangle you know totally. it's like yeah and yeah it's kind of like we're, and we're in a we're in a time where we should be able to have that higher part of the pyramid you know that it it, it has that potential for sure yeah I mean it's all about what you make it and I'm not going to tell you there's a better way to live it's like it's all about what what's important to you but I just think people that want to have quality, you know, and they want to have a life that they love, you know, and that, you know, they should, it shouldn't be so hard, you know, to just live in a first world country. It's like, you should be able to be your best identity, you know, your best self in that country, you know? So I I almost go back on my opinion of you know, having nice things around that area. Like, you can always drive. You can always find good things. It's just convenience of having a location near you. But, like, having that creative energy and that creative flow, I think it's so important. I think it's just, like, if you have your bases covered and you are and you love creating and you're, you're not in the most pretty spot in the world, but you're in a spot where you can think freely and, you know, make your own choices, I think that's... In my eyes, that's I think a better option. You know, I'll take I'll take a you know a little more gloomier spot. Even from um, listening to um, Aubrey Marcus's Own the Day podcast, or not podcast, uh, the book that he wrote. I listened to it on um, on Audible, um, right? With Dalton Network, our friend, and um, what he's saying is, if you're really gonna have an optimal day, sure there might be like days where like you grind it out hard, pulling an all-nighter, you forget to eat, and, like, you're just working hard and pushing yourself, and that's what sometimes being young is about, you know? There's some moments that you're going to have to go to go through that are really pushing yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. But an optimal day, um, which should be probably more days than those, like, really pushing yourself hard kind of days, the optimal day should be, you know, you get work done, you take care of your body, you eat good foods, and then you have time to wind down and relax and play. Yeah, play. I think that's a that's yeah. a big one. And I am, I love hard work. I think it's essential because to have create creativity, you need to have like, um, like weight. You need to have friction in your life. You can't be in a perfect world and be able to form something beautiful. 
like because then you won't have any anything to think about you know i want the world to be better in this way it's like those ideals are what's so beautiful you know and having that turmoil it's any movie you see there's going to be a conflict it's not a movie that's just happy 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 that's one of the most boring movies i've ever heard it's like taking those risks you know working hard to get these big ideas you know these grandiose ideas you know to become a reality right i think that's so part of the human nature to go through that whole ladder of emotions that are struggle but that's where we what we're doing in a way with this whole gentrification of eventually it's going to be kind of like all of LA is we're taking that away from a lot of people you know and they're going to be like almost immigrants like they're living somewhere else hopefully I can get to the city one day just kind of like uh, Mexico is with California and the US you know I do have to say like if it stops happening here it's going to start somewhere else it's we have this uh cyclical nature there's always going to be creative energy in the world it's never going to stop there's never going to be like the darkness winds you know it's just going to be relocation and that's just like the steady rhythm that we see and we can we can make it more efficient but you know i think the grand because we we in this collaborative group we can see that but I'm going to say about a high percentage of society wants to have nice things. They want to have that, ah, this is convenient. Convenience is easy, you know? It's like, they have so much shit going on in their life, and I can't blame them. Like, it's their life. They want it to be easier, but it takes these ideas right here that says, like, but this is so beautiful. That's what keeps the thought alive, and it's never going to die. So you don't need necessarily just this spot. Like, you don't need this street on L.A., to be the most beautiful place there's going to be other spots that open up but we we should fight for what we believe we're going to lose but you know like <laughs> i mean we're going to lose but we're going to win the 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 long the long war you know lose the battle win the war that's true the sooner that you start getting it recognized as a a problem it's going to take forever yeah but it could eventually happen if you stick with it and get other people on board it has to become profitable once it's profitable to do the right thing, then change will ha- will happen. But until then, until then, let's monetize it. <laughs> let's monetize it. All right, guys, it's been it's been real. Eddie, always a freaking pleasure, man. I love you, buddy. Thank you. You too. Yeah, Zane, you know I love you. Who are you? <laughs> All right, ciao.